Welcome to Zichud Asimani Marmarei Ram Golda and today Masechus Kedushin Tav Chav Tes. The first parakeh Isha nicknames. The Zichud Masechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Hachazaka Satora. So the three tops we're going to focus on number one. The next mission teaches which mitzvahs women are exempt from. Kol mitzvahs of Ben Alav regarding all mitzvahs of the son upon the father. Anashim Chayovim Anashim Baturos. Men are obligated and women are exempt. The moral explained this to mean that all mitzvahs which are incumbent on the father to perform for his son, the mother is exempt. But regarding all mitzvahs of the father upon the son, meaning the mitzvahs to honor and revere one's parents, both men and women are obligated in them. The Mishnah enumerates other mitzvahs from which women are exempt, including Mrs. Asisha's mangrama, positive mitzvahs which time causes to come into force. A bride lists several mitzvahs of the son upon the father from which the mother is exempt. One, to circumcise him, to redeem him if he's a bachor, to teach him Torah, to marry him off, to teach him a trade, and some say to teach him to swim. Yuda adds, Koshin and but no umenos. Anyone who does not teach his son a trade, Malamdolistos, teaches him robbery, which the Gemara explains to mean is as if he teaches him robbery because he'll resort to robbery to provide for himself. The mission concludes that men and women are both obligated in Mitzvahase that are not time bound, as well as all Mitzvahase except for three from which women are exempt. Point number two is taught in Abraza, Hulifdos Ubenolifdos. If he himself needs to be redeemed as Bechor, and his firstborn son needs to be redeemed, the Tanakhama says, Who him leave no? He takes precedence over his son and redeems himself first. Yudah says his son takes precedence, Shazem Avi, because his own mitzvah is primarily incumbent on his own father who should have redeemed him. Vzem mitzvah's Benoah love, and his son's mitzvah is primarily incumbent upon him. Rabbi Yirmiya clarifies that all agree that where he only has five slime, he redeems himself with him because mitzvah degufe adifa, a mitzvah regarding redeeming himself, is superior to a mitzvah regarding redeeming someone else. Their argument is where the father has five personal slime, and five slime of property sold to another. Yudu holds a debt written in the Torah, such as the obligation to redeem a Bechor, is like it's written in a star regarding collecting from sold property. Therefore, he redeems his son with his personal property, and his own redemption is collected from his sold property, since his obligation was in force before he sold his property. The Rabban hold that biblical debt is not considered like it's written in a star, and cannot be collected from sold property, since he only has five signs for redemption, he redeems himself, as we said before. And point number three was taught in the Brisa, Lilma Torah Belisa Isha. In a conflict between learning Torah first or marrying a wife, Yilma Torah Isha. He should learn Torah first and then marry a wife. But if he cannot be without a wife, he should marry first. Rabbi Yehuda quoted Shmuel that the halacha is that one should marry first, but Rabbi Yochanan said, Rechaim B'Tzavar Torah. There is a millstone around his neck, meaning his responsibility to provide for his family, and he should learn Torah? Rather, he should learn Torah first. The Gemara explains there is no argument. Halan halalu. Shmuel's ruling is for us in Babel, and Rabbi Yochanan's ruling is for them in Eretz Yisrael. Those in Babel primarily learned away from home and could marry first without bearing the burden of providing for their families. In Eretz Yisrael, where they learned in their own land, they should learn first because marrying first would interfere with their learning. The Gemara proceeds to illustrate the importance of marrying at a young age. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission teaches which mitzvahs women are exempt from. Kol mitzvahs of ben alav, regarding all mitzvahs of the son upon the father, anashim chayov anashim baturos, men are obligated and women are exempt. The moral explained this to mean that all mitzvahs which are incumbent on the father to perform for his son, the mother is exempt. But kol mitzvahs of ben, but regarding all mitzvahs of the father upon the son, meaning the mitzvahs to honor and revere one's parents, echad anashim echad anashim chayovim, both men and women are obligated in them. The Mishnah enumerates other mitzvahs from which women are exempt, including Mrs. Asisha's mangrama, positive mitzvahs which time causes to come into force. A bride lists several mitzvahs of the son upon the father from which the mother is exempt. 
One to circumcise him, to redeem him if he's a bachor, to teach him Torah, to marry him off, to teach him a trade, and some say to teach him to swim. Yudah adds, Koshin Malamnus, but no Umanos. Anyone who does not teach his son a trade, Malamdolistos, teaches him robbery, which the Gemara explains to mean is as if he teaches him robbery, because he'll resort to robbery to provide for himself. The Mishnah concludes that men and women are both obligated in Mitzvahase that are not time bound, as well as all Mitzvahase except for three from which women are exempt. Point number two is taught in a brace of Huliftos If he himself needs to be redeemed as Bechor, and his firstborn son needs to be redeemed, the Tanakhama says, Who him leave no? He takes precedence over his son and redeems himself first. Yudah says his son takes precedence, Shazem Mitzvah Avi, because his own mitzvah is primarily a covenant on his own father who should have redeemed him. Vzem Mitzvah's Benoah love, and his son's mitzvah is primarily incumbent upon him. Rabbi Yirmiya clarifies that all agree that where he only has five slime, he redeems himself with him because Mitzvah Degufi Adifa, a mitzvah regarding redeeming himself, is superior to a mitzvah regarding redeeming someone else. Their argument is where the father has five personal slime and five slime of property sold to another. Ryuta holds Milba Dixibatora a debt written in the Torah, such as the obligation to redeem a Bechor, is like it's written in a star regarding collecting from sold property. Therefore, he redeems his son with his personal property, and his own redemption is collected from his sold property since his obligation was in force before he sold his property. The Rabban hold that biblical debt is not considered like it's written in a star and cannot be collected from sold property. Since he only has five signs for redemption, he redeems himself, as we said before. And point number three was taught in a brisa, in a conflict between learning Torah first or marrying a wife, he should learn Torah first and then marry a wife. But if he cannot be without a wife, he should marry first. Rabbi Yehuda quoted Shmuel that the halacha is that one should marry first, but Rabbi Yochanan said, There is a millstone around his neck, meaning his responsibility to provide for his family, and he should learn Torah? Rather, he should learn Torah first. The Gemara explains there is no argument. Halan halahu. Shmuel's ruling is for us in Babel, and Rabbi Yochanan's ruling is for them in Eretz Yisrael. Those in Babel primarily learned away from home and could marry first without bearing the burden of providing for their families. In Eretz Yisrael, where they learned in their own land, they should learn first because marrying first would interfere with their learning. The Gemara proceeds to illustrate the importance of marrying at a young age. All right, so now we go to Simadav Chavtes, and our standard simon is a cot. A cot. So here goes. At the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on Huliftos Ubenoliftos, attended by a bakr who wanted to learn first and then planned on getting married. So once again, it's slow motion. At the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot, cot, that must be more of Chavtaz. At the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, which reminds us, the next Mishnah teaches which mitzvahs women are exempt from, called mitzvahs of ben ala'ab, regarding all mitzvahs of the son, Upon the father, Anashim Chayavim Anashim Men are obligated and women are exempt. Included in these mitzvahs are teaching one's son Torah, a trade, and some say how to swim. So at the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah, a trade, and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on 
Huliftos, Ubenoliftos, which reminds us, it was taught in the Brisa, Huliftos, Ubenoliftos. If the father himself needs to be redeemed as Bechor, and his firstborn son needs to be redeemed, the Tanakhama says, Who called him Livno? He takes precedence over his son and redeems himself first. Rabbi says, His son takes precedence, Shazem Mitzvah Alavi, because his own mitzvah is primarily incumbent on his own father, who should have redeemed him. Vizem Mitzvah's Beno, Alav, and his son's mitzvah is primarily incumbent upon him. So at the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on Huliftos Ubenoliftos, attended by a bakr who wanted to learn first and then planned on getting married, which reminds us the Gemara discusses what should be done in the conflict between learning Torah first or marrying a wife. So once again, at the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on Uliftos Ubenoliftos, attended by a bakr who wanted to learn first and then planned on getting married. Alright, so now it's time for Four Baba Chazar. Dav Chav Hei. So the simmer Dav Chav Hei is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. The special silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the wife of the big diamond ring got such a fright from seeing their Evid's long exposed tongue when he was speaking, which reminds us, Abraisa lists the 24 Roche Avarim for which a slave goes free for the destruction. Rebbe adds castration, and Benazai adds the tongue which is exposed when one speaks. Although this implies that Rebbe does not consider the tongue exposed, this is disproven because Rebbe holds, arguing with the Rabban, that the tongue is considered exposed regarding sprinkling mechatas which must land on an exposed part of the body, and to consider a when it's missing most of the speaking part of the tongue. So the special anniversary dinner was a disaster when the wife of the big diamond ring got such a fright from seeing their Eva's long exposed tongue when he was speaking that she got a chicken bone stuck in her teeth which would constitute a chatzitza which reminds us the Lord discusses why Rebbe's slave woman repeated her tefillah after finding a bone in her mouth. This is based on Rebbe Zera's principle called any mincha fit for mixing the flour and oil ain bilama The mixing is not critical and the mincha is valid without it. But any mincha which is unfit for mixing because of an incorrect proportion of flour to oil, bila ma'akevisbo, the mixing is critical to it, and the mincha is invalid. So, the special anniversary dinner was a disaster when the wife of the big diamond ring got such a fright from seeing their Evid's long exposed tongue when he was speaking that she got a chicken bone stuck in her teeth, which would constitute a chatzitza. Just as her husband presented her with a gift of a pet elephant, he acquired by placing her pots under the elephant's feet, which reminds us the more discusses methods for acquiring animals and how an elephant is acquired according to Rabbi Shimon who holds that all animals are acquired with Hagba. Four answers are given, one being that he can place four vessels under the elephant's feet, acquiring with his vessels like a chadzer. Dav Chavav. So the simmer Dav Chavav is a military coup and we often use soldiers in the simmer. So here goes. The soldiers, soldiers, that must be more Dav Chavav, a military coup. The soldiers wearing diamond-studded helmets overseeing the sale of enemy land through Kesev Shtar Chazaka and Metaltalin through Mashiach, which reminds us the next mission states, Nechas Mishesh Lemechrai is unmovable properties such as land, which have responsibility, meaning creditors rely on them for collection, Nikdim Kesev Bishtar Bechazaka are acquired with money, a document, or a chazaka. Sheen Lemechrai is a Nikdim Elba Mashiach, unmovable properties are only acquired with drawing them near. So, the soldiers wearing diamond-studded helmets overseeing the sale of enemy land through Kesef Shtar and Chazaka and Metaltalin through Mashiacha, who are thrilled when they finalize the sale of poor-quality land using only a star, which reminds us, Shmuel says that a star alone would affect a sale of land in a case where one is selling his field because of its poor quality. To prevent the buyer from retracting, the seller is willing to complete the transaction before receiving money. 
So the soldiers wearing diamond-studded helmets overseeing the sale of enemy land through Kesavshtar and Chazaka and Metaltalin through Mashiach, who were thrilled when they finalized the sale of poor-quality land using only a star, forgot that the tiny plot of land they sold had a needle with an expensive pearl hanging from it that was sold along with it, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses if the acquisition of Agav requires the items to be in the transacted land. Dav Chav Zayin. So the Zimmer Dav Chav Zayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The little boy was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo. Kazoo? That must mean we're on Dav Chav Zayin. The little boy was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo, which reminds us, the Gemara about the kingdom of Agav, If the field is being sold and the movable items are being gifted, what is the halacha? Can items be acquired alongside land with a different type of transaction? This is a result from a mission in which Roman Gamliel transferred his future mice to Rabbi Yeshua by renting his field to him. Since renting is akin to a sale and the mice was given as a gift, it demonstrates that Agav is effective, even in such a case. So the little boy who was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-sided kazoo, along with pictures of ten fields around the world that he acquired at the same time through his one act of chazaka, which reminds us of Bryce's brought, which supports Shmuel's statement that if one sold to another ten fields in ten countries, once he performed a chazaka in one of them, he acquires all of them. Ravachabred Ravika attempted to prove this, that if one handed a buyer ten animals tied with a single halter and he told them acquire them, does he not acquire them all? So the little boy was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo, along with pictures of ten fields around the world that he acquired at the same time through his one act of chazaka, that he played his favorite Gilgul Shvu song as new kazoo, which sounded like he was humming, Amen be Amen, which reminds us, Ula says that the source for Gilgul Shvu is from a Sota who says, Amen, Amen. And the mission explains that she is swearing about multiple possible acts of adultery, including Amen Shul Satisi Arusa Nesua Shemerz Yavam Uchanusa. Amen that I did not swear while in Arusa Nesua Shemerz Yavam or Mary Yavama. Dav Chav Ches. So the Simon Dav Chav Ches is a strong man. Koach. So here goes. The strong man, strong man. That must be more Dav Chav Ches. The strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Evid, Ivri, in his right hand, which reminds us, in describing the extent that Gilgul Shavu can obligate one to swear Ravatad, a claimant could say, Swear that you're not my Evid, Ivri. This is not an ordinary monetary claim, because Ravatad on Daf Tezayin Amin Aleph, that an Evid, Ivri is Gufu Kanui, his body is owned by the master, and therefore likened to land. So the strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Evid, Ivri, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a king of Chalipin with a donkey, which reminds us, the next mission states, Kol Nasa Dang Bacher, regarding anything used as payment for something else, Kevin Shazar Chazenit Chayzeb Chalifa. Once the seller acquired it, the buyer becomes responsible for its exchange, meaning the item being exchanged for it becomes his. An illustration is then given of exchanging an ox for a cow or donkey for an ox. After the more challenges the implication of the Mishnah, that coins may be used for a Chalipin, it interprets the Mishnah to mean Kol Nishim Dang Anything requiring evaluation to be used as payment for something else can affect chalipin. This teaches that all movable items, and not just utensils like the shoe of the Pasuk of chalipin, may be used, which is illustrated by the exchange of an ox for a cow. So the strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Evid Ivri, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a kinyan chalipin with a donkey, was impressed by the power of Hagdish when he overheard someone say, this cow is here by an Ola and it automatically belonged to the temple, which was far off. 
in the distance, which reminds us the next Mishnah says, the holy domain, meaning hektish, acquires with money, but an ordinary personal domain acquires with the proprietary act, referring here to Mashiach, and one's declaration to give to hektish is equivalent to his giving over an item to an ordinary person. Therefore, if one says, this cow is hereby in Ola, or this house is hereby hektish, even if they're at the other end of the world, hektish acquires them. A private person always requires Mashiach. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss if one can acquire 10 different fields in different places with one act of Chazaka? That's on Dav. Chavzaim. Good number two, which stuff do we discuss as mitzvahs of a father of which women are exempt, such as teaching their son's Torah, a trade, and how to swim? That's on Dav. Task. Good number three, which stuff do you learn at Gilgo Shavua is effective even in the case where one says to another, swear that you're not my Ebed Ivri. That's on Dav. Good number four, which stuff do we discuss what one does in a case of Huliftos, Benoliftos? The father needs to be redeemed and the son needs to be redeemed. That's on Dav. Task. Good number five, which stuff do we discuss if the tongue is considered an exposed limb that would enable an Evakanani to go free? That's on Dav. Good number six. Which stuff do you learn the Kenyan of Agav works with transactions of two different types, such as a sale and a gift? That's on Dav. Good number seven. Which stuff do you learn about Kenyan Chalipin and exchanging a cow for a donkey? That's on Dav. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn in Simachok is whether one needs destructive intent to make the Evid lose an eye or tooth for the Evid to gain his freedom? That's on Dav. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn methods for acquiring animals and acquiring an elephant according to Rabbi Shimon? That's on Dav. Good. Number ten. Which stuff do you discuss what one should do in a conflict between learning Torah first or marrying first? That's on Dav. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldhar from Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.